hello there. This is Pastor Jerry Roberts. Good to see you all. We're standing in again in an empty sanctuary based on uh, the requirements that were put on us by our elected officials and uh, because of the coronavirus and and uh, it's kind of it's never easy. Uh, you know, I'm I'm able to kind of maybe come into your living room or whatever and or however you're watching or seeing this, uh, but I'm not able to see you, which is kind of a bummer. Sometimes that's the nice thing about coming into the house of the Lord. We get to connect and fellowship with one another. Uh, but because of what's going on, we're not able to do that. And out of respect to our president and out of respect to other elected officials, uh, we're doing you know, what we, we need to be doing. And so uh, anyway, we're coming to you today uh, with another message, praise God, um, just prepared for you. We've done this ahead of time, uh, pre-recorded this uh, just so that you can have a message to have, uh, um, whether it's the midweek or the Sunday service. We're, uh, we felt in our heart that we still need to bring you a message. And so uh, that's why we're doing what we're doing. So I want to give thanks to our staff and all those helping run equipment while we do these things. And uh, we appreciate uh, all those that, that make this possible. And so with that said, we just want to tell you we love you. We appreciate you. We're thankful that you're dialing in with us, listening on, hearing, watching, however it is you're doing this. Praise God. And we just want to tell you, amen, be blessed, stay blessed, praise God, and we give thanks for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Tell you what, let's again go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. And of course, uh, we've been on midweeks, been ministering, talking about our uh, patriarchs of faith, and really just gleaning um, things about their lives. We took uh, several weeks, talked about uh, David and some things, some good, the bad, and the ugly about David's life and what, uh, you know, things that we can learn and glean from. And then the last several weeks, we've been working on uh, the life of Abraham. And today I want to do somebody different, but let's look at our opening verse. It says, now all these things, this is 1 Corinthians 10, verse 11. Now all these things happen to them as examples. And they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Now, in context here in 1 Corinthians, of course, it's talking about the children of Israel. And, of course, it isn't necessarily all good. So, uh, but we did learn things from their life, okay, from their, their example, all right? And that's exactly why we're doing this uh, on our midweek services. And so today, I'm going to talk about the man named Daniel, praise God. And I'm going to take, I don't know, probably at least a couple weeks, minister some things on his life. And so what we're going to do is we'll just kind of jump right into this. We're going to go uh, to Daniel, the book of Daniel, and chapter 6. So the book of Daniel, chapter 6, if you'll turn there. And uh, Daniel, of course, if uh, you're not familiar with uh, much about Daniel, he uh, was uh, taken into captivity. Actually, all of Israel was taken into captivity uh, by the Babylonians, and uh, they basically were under bondage for, I don't know, was 70 years, I believe it was, something like that, this particular time. And uh, a lot of different people, individuals, were taken into, uh, you know, a lot of these, uh, uh, the young, the old, I mean, everybody was, but uh, they brought, uh, they, the government there, the king, um, took young men especially, uh, that met their requirements uh, and used them, uh, you know, as 
you know, within the government. They used them to do things. Um, and uh, David at the time, when he was uh, taken captive, I believe was 16 years old uh, when he started or when, it, when he was first brought in there. And so this whole 70-year reign that Babylon had over them, uh, he was a part of that. He was in there and uh, making a difference. And really he was uh, uh, used by God as a mouthpiece uh, and because of the favor of God on him, because of the, the qualities that were in his life, um, he really was handpicked by, by the king, uh, by officials, I guess, that worked for the king, and then actually climbed the ranks through that. And so there's a lot of cool things about D Daniel's life. And really, to be honest, you don't find a lot bad about Daniel. I mean, a lot of these other patriarchs of faith, you can find some good, you can find some bad, you can find things on each side to learn. Uh, but Daniel, man, that guy, he lived a pretty clean life. It was a pretty impressive life. And so uh, today we're going to start in chapter 6, all right? So uh, we're going to go to verse 3, and it says this, Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps uh, because an excellent spirit was in him, which is a key word here today. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and the satraps uh, sought to find some charge against Daniel, because they're all jealous, of course, concerning the kingdom. But they could not find, uh, they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful or loyal or true. Nor was there any error or fault found in him. All right. So, of course, that leads into the whole story there. But we're going to go back up to verse 3 for today. We might spend some time in verse 4 maybe next week, but uh, we're going to do verse 3 today. It says, Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because, it says here, there was an excellent spirit. Okay, an excellent spirit was in him. All right. And that's one of the reasons why he found promotion. All right. But it says here he distinguished himself. Now, uh, the word distinguished here just means uh, uh, to make oneself outstanding, okay? Uh, and if you want to become outstanding, you got to be willing to stand out, okay? That's just how it is, and Daniel stood out. He was different than the rest of them, all right? So he, he stood out, or uh, he was outstanding, all right? Praise God. And it says because he had an excellent spirit. Now, this word excellent, which is our key word today, uh, because we're going to talk about an excellent spirit, okay? And if we're going to live for God, we're going to move forward in God, that's going to be something that we're going to have to have working in us. And that's an excellent spirit, praise God. All right, so uh, the word excellence means to exceed, to abound, all right, uh, over and above. It speaks of high quality, all right. It also speaks of uh, preeminent or supreme, uh, something uh, that's distinct or distinction, okay, Okay, so making, making uh, you know, you're different. This ain't, this ain't the norm. You're above and beyond, okay? Now, uh, let's back up into chapter 5, and I'm going to go to verse, uh, verse 11, read a few verses here. Okay, so we're talking about an excellent spirit here. Uh, there is a man in your kingdom. Of course, they're talking about Daniel here. Okay, so they're talking uh, to the king here. There's a man in your, in, in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. So obviously they connected that this man's different because uh, the spirit of God's in him, all right? And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods were found in him, 
And Nebuchadnezzar, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your uh, father the king, made him chief of uh, the magicians, astrologers, uh, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. So in other words, these are all kinds of people that supposedly did their little whatever they did, but Daniel stood above all of them. Verse 12, it goes on to say this, Inasmuch as an excellent spirit, there they're mentioning that again, an excellent spirit, amen, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, uh, and explaining enigmas uh, were found in this Daniel. Uh, you know, God led him. God showed him things, all right? Whom the king named Belshazzar, okay? Now let Daniel be, uh, now let Daniel be called, and he will give interpretation. Of course, there was a writing on the wall, and uh, Dave, or Dave, pardon me, Daniel uh, gave an interpretation. Verse 13, Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king spoke and said to Daniel, are you that Daniel, are you the guy, all right, who is the one of the cap captives from Judah, whom my father the king brought from Judah? And, of course, uh, he was. Uh, verse 14, I have heard of you, all right, isn't that something? I've heard of you, all right, that the Spirit of God is in you, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you, all right? Now, for whatever it's worth, anytime excellence is around, okay, excellence speaks, all right? Excellence speaks, all right? That's just something to keep in mind here, all right? And, and in this context, we're seeing, too, that uh, an excellent spirit obviously has the spirit of God, all right? So we're talking, if you're going to walk, operate high excellence, uh, obviously the spirit of God's involved, all right? Now, again, let's, let's back up now. We're going to talk some more about this, Daniel. What else? Uh, let's go to chapter 1. I know I'm kind of backing up in the book, but to, to minister what I have to tell you today, that's the way we've got to do it. So verse 19, all right? Now, I believe next week I might come in here and read more of this and uh, with a different principle we're going to look at. But today we're just talking about this excellent spirit, okay? Verse 19 says this, okay? Then the king interviewed them or investigated them, all right? It's, uh, uh, he examined them, uh, surveyed them, uh, studied them, and it just literally means uh, uh, he talked with them and then, you know, got to know them a little bit. Then the king interviewed them. Now, the them in context is Daniel, okay? Uh, it's Shadrach, Meshach, or later referred to as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these four men, all right? says, then, then uh, he interviewed them, and among them, among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hanani, uh, Michelle, and Azariah. Okay, they, of course, this is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore, they served before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding, about which the king examined them, he found them, here we go, ten times better than all the magicians, astrologers, and all those, all the other ones that, that were in his realm, okay? So basically, these four men stood out uh, before all the rest of them, all right? Well, we know that, uh, you know, it goes on then to say that he had an excellent spirit. So we know excellence was a, is a big part of this, all right? So uh, for whatever it's worth, I always look at it this way. An excellent spirit is a ten times better spirit, all right? And that's what we're supposed to operate in, is a ten times better spirit. Hallelujah. And understand this again, that, that a, a, an excellent spirit speaks. All right, People can see it. People can, 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 uh, can see it. They can, you know, they, they, when they're around an excellent spirit, they can pick up on it. This person's different. 
This person's not like other people, all right? Most people just kind of, uh, you know, do whatever they have to do to get by, but an excellent spirit is above and beyond, okay? Now, just keep that in mind. So now I'm going uh, to do this. I'm going to go to the book of Amos, the book of Amos. That's one of those little books that most people probably don't turn to much, but uh, Amos, uh, chapter 6, and verse 1, please, all right? And it just says this. It says, Woe to you who are at ease, and that's E-A-S-E, at ease in Zion. Okay, that's a type of the church, type of the family of God. Woe to you who are at ease in Zion, okay, and trust in Mount Samaria, notable persons in the chief nation to whom the house of Israel comes. Now, there's a lot being said in there, but the bottom line, or pardon me, the first thing it says here is, Woe to you who are at ease in Zion. Okay, now the word ease again. Uh, means uh, security in a bad sense. Now, let me explain that, okay? It means casualness, indifference, to be unconcerned or slack, okay? It refers to one pursuing convenience, okay? That's a key word here, okay? So casualness, okay, haphazard, uh, loose living kind of thing, uh, come, what, uh, come what may, uh, good enough mentality. And he says here, woe to you, who are at ease in Zion. Woe to you who are just living, uh, you know, this good enough mentality, okay? Come what may, unconcerned, pursuing convenience, okay? Now, for whatever it's worth, casual Christians become casualties. When they live at ease, okay, they they don't have any purpose. They're just kind of rolling along. Whatever happens, happens, okay? And that's a dangerous way to live as a Christian. The word convenience, I went ahead and looked it up. Uh, the word convenience means at ease or easy way. speaks of stuff like sh- the shortcut, uh, adaptation, uh, but in a bad way, okay? Uh, means, it refers to like the path of least resistance. And a lot of times people, that's, where, that's how they live, okay? Uh, they're pursuing uh, the easy way all the time. Just do what they have to do to get by. Well, uh, to be an excellent spirit, that ain't how it works, okay? If we're going to do this thing right, we've got to operate out uh, of an excellent spirit, all right? And uh, the people who pursue convenience never know excellence because they're, they're on two ends of the spectrum, all right? So we're talking about an excellent spirit, praise God. Now, excellence, um, we're going to find out as we get into this, excellence creates uh, an atmosphere that's conducive for God to move, okay? Uh, that's one of the reasons that, uh, that uh, Daniel got promoted. That's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, God protected him and covered him. That's why the favor of God was on him, because he was an excellent, he, he walked with an excellent spirit. Uh, the same thing with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all right? We see that in their life, and uh, we might talk a little bit more about them more next week, but uh, the bottom line is this is a quality that these men had from the very get-go. Uh, we see that in their life, and as a result of it, they were promoted and promoted and promoted, even when people tried to keep pushing them back down, uh, lying about them, uh, manipulating the system a little bit, trying to get them uh, to be knocked back down. Somehow or another, they always rose to the top again because that excellent spirit was in them, praise God. A ten times better spirit. Amen. Uh, I'd like to even maybe say uh, the raising of a bar. They, They always raised the bar, so to speak. And when I refer to the raising 
the bar, I'm referring to out of excellence. I'm referring to some kind of competition thing or uh, some comparison thing where we're sitting there comparing one with another or trying to compete with another. I'm talking about just walking with excellence. If you just live with excellence, you walk with excellence, praise God, then you automatically raise the bar. You automatically go above and beyond. You automatically exceed or excel, praise God. And with that now, it gives God room to move, room to do things, praise God, in your life, praise God, just because you operate uh, with a different spirit, praise God. So with that said now, now this, of course, is a quality in David, or pardon me, in Daniel, pardon me. And so with that, we're going to go to the, back to the New Covenant, and I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians and take a look at this thing about excellence, all right? So 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and uh, really a kind of a common text, but uh, I want you to keep in mind uh, this excellent spirit is a ten times better spirit, um, a spirit that literally just, just by them doing what they're called to do in an excellent way, it speaks. That life speaks. Amen. All right. So with that said, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. We've already got the victory in Him. Verse 50, Therefore, now because you've already been given the victory, He says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, all right, or fixed or firm, amen, settled, right, or even the word even confident would, would kind of fit in here, okay, be steadfast, immovable or unmovable, maybe another way of saying it, amen, so in other words, you're anchored, always, here we go, abounding in the work of the Lord, always excelling, there's that word now, excelling, abounding, uh, over and above in the work of of the Lord, in other words, doing the doing the service of the Lord here. All right, uh, the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, let me just go ahead and read uh, the Amplified in this. It brings out, at least in the Amplified. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it says, "Always being superior, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing." and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile, it is never wasted, or to no purpose, praise God. But I like this. Always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough. Amen. Always being superior and excelling, praise God. That's what it's about. Amen. We're, we're called to live that way. Amen. To abound, to go beyond, to exceed to surpass above and beyond, to excel, and it also means doing one's best. Praise God. So we're talking about living for God. You know, the quality that you see in Daniel, one of the uh, qualities that Daniel had was he was always looking to do his best. He was never, uh, you know, you'd think that a guy that was brought in as a slave, you know, here he is, pretty much most his life, he, he lived in, in a uh, you know, thing of slavery. Uh, but he worked under the king, or several kings actually, um, and all doing, you know, working for, uh, you know, the government of a country that basically enslaved them. But yet, you'd think that people that were enslaved would just kind of, you know, they'd only do what they had to do. You know, they wouldn't, uh, you know, they ain't looking to go above and beyond. They ain't looking to do any extras. 
But Daniel uh, would, wouldn't, wouldn't have it any other way. In fact, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were, you know, friends, obviously. Men, these men were around each other. I mean, uh, you know, they basically all purpose, this is the way we're going to live. We're still are going to live right, do what's right, give our best, do our all, praise God, that no matter what. And I'm thinking about, you know, you see men who are in, uh, basically under bondage and still willing to do their best. I mean, that says something. And yet, you know, we find that most of the time, most people don't think that way. Most people only do what they have to do, uh, just what gets them by, uh, good enough. You know, one, one phrase, a lot of times people use good enough for gospel, and I, you just about want to smack somebody when they say that kind of thing because what, what's that mean, good enough for gospel? Because, uh, you know, it's, we're doing something as under the Lord, and if we're going to do something as under the Lord, then we should give our best. We should do our best. We should be willing to give our all, to have the ten times better spirit, praise God. Amen. So uh, we excel, praise God, is what we do, amen, for the work of the Lord or in the work of the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, an excellent spirit for God should be a doing spirit. Because we're saying here that he's talking about the work. This, in this text, abounding in the work or the doing uh, of service for the Lord or of the Lord. Hallelujah. Knowing that your labor, so obviously it's talking about your doing, your extending energy, hallelujah, is not in vain in the Lord. You're abounding, you're excelling, you're exceeding, you're doing above and beyond in the work of the Lord, knowing that the work that you do is not in vain. Praise God. There's always promises to it. You know, even in Daniel's life, there was promotion. There's promotion coming to you. There's sometimes the reason that people don't get promoted is they ain't willing to do their best. They just kind of do what they have to do. And, and, and then what happens, they don't excel. And your life speaks. Your life speaks, all right? Uh, one brother said it this way. I hope I can do it justice, but uh, t- said that excellence pays. You know, in the, beginning, uh, in the beginning, it might cost you something to do what's right. It might cost you a little, little bit of time. It might cost you a little more uh, of extending your energies. But in the end, it pays. It pays great dividends to walk with excellence or to serve or to work with excellence, praise God. Now, convenience, on the other hand, usually a cost you in the end. If you're going to do just, just, just what you have to do along the way, in the end, that's going to cost you. All right, so I'd rather, I'd rather do the excellent thing instead of this convenient thing in, some, uh, in most cases because uh, excellence is what's going to pay in the end, all right? So, amen. Uh, one guy said it this way, our work is a, uh, you know, the work that we do is a self-portrait. So he said, if you're going to sign it and autograph it, autograph it with excellence. Praise God. I thought that was pretty good. Amen. Praise God. An excellent spirit is about giving attention to details. Uh, Jesus said, going the extra mile. Okay, so uh, all of that is uh, all about excellence. Okay, uh, you know, well, I only have to go this far, but I, I choose to go the extra mile Amen. To do to do the above and beyond, to exceed, to excel, to do it ten times better. Praise God than the norm. Praise God. Amen. One brother, I just I was thinking about this, and I think um, I, I want to say uh, uh, it might have been Henry Ford. Uh, and if I miss, uh, if I uh, get that wrong, I apologize. But I think it was Henry Ford said that somebody had asked him one time, uh, "What do you attribute all your success to?" And uh, he said, "Well." He said, I, I, I contribute it to, to uh, just working half days. 
And they all kind of looked at him thinking, wow, you know, half days. And he says, yes, so you can, he says, uh, either the first 12 hours or the second 12 hours, you take your pick which ones you want to work. So he, he let it be known, you know, that, you know, he, he worked extra and above. He worked pretty hard, okay, to get where he was. And so, uh, you know, he, he said the first 12 hours or the second 12 hours, you pick, you know. Now, I'm not saying that, uh, that, that working for the Lord always has to be all the extra hours, okay. But I am saying it is about doing the 10 times better thing. And that may extend, that may be a little bit more energy extended. That may be a little bit more time here and there. It may be you, uh, you know, doing the above and beyond in something or another, all right? So that's what we're talking about here, being an excellent uh, 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 spirit, praise God. All right, let's go to Titus chapter 2. We're just going to take a few verses out of the New Covenant here. So Titus chapter 2, please. <clears throat> Now, in context, uh, we're talking, he's talking about really qualities of a sound church and, and you know, talking about, um, you know, just things that, uh, qualities that we need to have. And verse uh, 7, I believe, is what I put in here. Verse 7, it says, uh, so like I said, we're kind of coming in the middle of a statement here. But verse 7, it says, in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of, of good works in doctrine, shown integrity, reverence, incorruptibility. Of course, it goes on. But I like this pattern. See, he says, in all things, if we're going to do this right, we're going to have us a good church. If you're going to have a solid ministry, you're going to have a solid department in your ministry. If you're going to, if you're going to you know, do things right, he says that we need to be a pattern of good works. I love that. In all things, showing, in other words, it's seen, right? Showing yourself to be a pattern of good works. So what does all that mean? Let's define that. The word pattern means uh, an example, a model for imitation, it means. A sampler or type, and that means in order to follow, all right? A resemblance. These are all synonyms that work for this word pattern. So obviously all of this is referring to somebody seeing, somebody sees it, uh, somebody could pattern their life after your life. They, they're looking at you as a pattern, okay? Okay, a pattern of good works, it says here. So this is the phrase it uses here, but it means worthy actions, proper deeds, godly efforts, and the, guess, guess what the word is? Excellence, okay? So a pattern of good works, a pattern of good actions or worthy actions, proper deeds, godly efforts, or excellence, Praise God, above and beyond. Amen. Now, an excellent spirit for God should be an example spirit. In other words, you ought to have a spirit or a life, we could say, uh, uh, that is an example. That people ought to be able to look at you and say, that's how you pattern your life. Amen. They ought to be able to look at you. In fact, even Paul said, uh, you know, uh, follow me as I follow Christ. We knew that Jesus was always an example, right? Imitate Christ, the Scripture says. And like I said, Paul said, imitate me as I follow Christ, as I imitate Christ. In other words, so uh, now that, that puts us in there. So someone should be able to look at you and say, yeah, we, ought to follow, we could follow that person because they're a good example of what it says here of good works or of excellence or worthy deeds, praise God. Hallelujah, an example, praise God. Hallelujah, phrase uh, that I've seen years ago. It says, uh, what you are is revealed by what you do. 
And what you do reveals what you believe, praise God. In other words, they, they can look at your life and you could, you, could, you could say something all day long, this is what you believe, but if, they, but, if they, but they're looking at your life, they can tell by looking at your life whether you really believe that or not. Just be by what you do. Because what you do reveals, uh, you know, pardon me, what, uh, who you are is revealed by what you do. And they can look at that and they can say, this is what this guy really believes or doesn't believe, all right? And so, uh, anyway, Colossians 3, I'm just going to uh, quickly bring, bring that out. Colossians 3 is that whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not as unto men. So I'm thinking about, you know, all these, you know, showing yourself, as it says here, as a pattern of good works. So the best way to do that is everything you do, you do it as unto the Lord. Now, if you're doing everything as unto the Lord, you're automatically going to be doing stuff out of excellence. You're going to be doing things right, all right? Dave, or Daniel keep calling him David, uh, but Daniel uh, continued to do things as under the Lord. Even though he was under bondage, he was under slavery, taken in a place of captivity for all, his whole life, but yet he always did everything as unto the Lord. That's why he did it in excellence. That's why everything that he did was, was, was so good. That's why it, it outperformed everybody else. It always showed greater. It was 10 times better. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it always was, they were better because they always did it as unto the Lord. Praise God. Amen. They did things as unto the Lord. Hallelujah. One, uh, I can't even remember, just a phrase years ago I read, but good enough is the enemy of better and best. And guess what? Good enough never is. And that's just, that's my opinion. Good enough never is. Just to say it's good enough, well, to me, it ain't good enough, all right? So doing God, doing the best, doing things as unto the Lord isn't going to be just a good enough thing, all right? See, good enough is the enemy of better and best. And so we can do things better. We can do things at a higher level, the best, hallelujah, above and beyond, exceeding, excellent, praise God, 10 times better, praise God. That's the way we should live our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians, please. Let's go there. Back up a little bit. First Thessalonians, chapter 4, please. Hallelujah. Now, keep in mind, um, just like we saw in Daniel's life, um, there's promotion. Um, there's increase. Um, there's all kinds of, of favor uh, that's on an individual that walks this way. Because a excellent spirit is obviously operating out of a, a spirit, amen, a different spirit, amen, which is the spirit of God. So if we're going to do things in an excellent way, we're going to do things a God way, all right? So keep that in mind. First Thessalonians chapter 4 says this, Finally then, brethren, verse 1, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should, here we go, abound, there's that word again, excel. It, right? To, to walk in excellence here. We, that you should abound more and more. I like that. Abound more and more. Just as you receive from us how you ought to walk. So obviously it's talking about living and conducting, walking your life here. Uh, that How you ought to walk and to please God. All right. Those are some big things said right there. So again, the word abound to go beyond exceed, surpass, above and beyond, 
doing one's best. But then it says here, okay, doing it more and more. So in other words, you're never satisfied with status quo. We're never satisfied with just normal, average, mundane. In fact, if you ever looked up those words, uh, you'd never use them in your vocabulary as, as far as describing yourself, all right? Because nobody as a child of God is normal, average, mundane, all right? You ain't halfway, okay? Uh, you're not mediocre, all right? You got the greater one on the inside, all right? And so God, all He's asking of us in our life is to lean on the Spirit of God and to do things as unto Him, amen, and that means in an excellent way, all right? Take the greater one on the inside, amen, and use that to your advantage to do things in a better way, to do one's best, all right? So here it says, you should abound more and more, but here we go, just as you receive from us how you ought to walk. So again, it's talking about a life that's being seen. The word walk means literally to live life, to be occupied with. It even refers to things like to follow as a companion. And of course, we're referring to, to God Himself. So there's a life that we live. We conduct life every day, walking about. How we live life is going to be evidence, going to be seen. And uh, this is how we live, all right? So it says here, it's also pleasing to God, all right? Well, I want to please God, uh, you know, and uh, uh, I'm reminded of uh, Hebrews 11 and uh, verse 6 uh, says that, uh, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. You know, I was thinking about things that please God. Well, he's talking about a walk that pleases God. Well, in Hebrews 11, it's talking about without faith, you know, you can't please God. You know, you can't bring satisfaction. This is what it means. It doesn't mean that you're, uh, one thing or another is bringing, you know, causing God to love you more than the other. But it, what it is means to bring satisfaction. To please God means to bring satisfaction or to, to please the heart of God. All right. So uh, the point is that when you start talking about excellence, uh, it also is going to involve in a walk of faith. So in other words, your confidence, your reliance, your trust in God you know, you think about this, doing something, something as unto God, unto the Lord, and not as unto men. I'm going to do things in an excellent way, which means I'm going to, have to, I'm going to trust God. Okay, so it, it, may, it may require more of me at the moment. It may require more time, energy, efforts. Uh, it may require me spend a couple more bucks uh, to, to do something uh, uh, at, a, at a higher level. Okay, whatever it takes. Okay, do what you can to do your best, okay? The point is, it will take faith in God to do that. It'll take confidence in God. It'll take uh, reliance and dependence upon God to do this thing right. God isn't asking you to do any of this in your own strength. And when you think about the life of Daniel, Daniel didn't do anything in his own strength. And some of the things we're going to talk about next week, you're going to see this man constantly leaned on God, constantly moved into God, Constant was drawn from the strength of God, okay, was, you know, operated on high levels of conviction and, 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 and reliance and dependence upon God. And so, uh, you know, this, this, this excellent spirit is going to be really a, a, a spirit of faith in an individual. I mean, it's going to be seen, it's going to be evident, praise God, amen, an excellent spirit. Amen. For God should be a faith, here we go, a faithful spirit for God. 
Hallelujah. I, uh, years ago, I don't even know where half these quotes, I just, over the years, you kind of gather these quotes and statements that, that you hear, but, uh, you know, uh, if, if all you're ever, if all you're ever going to do is go half, if all you ever want to do is, is do things halfway, then you're only going to get halfway. And you think about that with your faith, think about that with your walk in God. If you're only going to do, uh, you know, uh, you know, go halfway, you're only going to get halfway. And everybody wants the results of a faithful life. Everybody wants the results that you get uh, of an excellent spirit, the things that you get. Everybody wants those results. But you can't go halfway and expect to get all the way. It ain't going to happen. So you got to be willing to, uh, you know, if you're going to get all the way or you want to go all the way, then you have to be willing to do what's right, praise God. Another statement, what we compromise to gain, we ultimately lose. And we see this uh, in a lot of lives. Uh, people, you know, only just live kind of this convenient life. They just serve God to uh, what, you know, what's convenient for them. And so their life is a lot of compromise. Uh, they only do what they have to do. And the problem is you lose out. You miss out because you settle. Uh, you know, I was thinking of a verse out of... Uh, Romans 12, and it talks about, you know, not conforming uh, to the world, but transforming, you know, uh, by, uh, you know, by renewing our minds, uh, you know, but, you know, there's the difference there between conforming and transforming. And, you know, to me, uh, if you're not transforming, if you're not doing what's necessary to renew your mind, you know, and transform then what happens is you have to automatically, you're just conforming. So if you're not willing to go all the way here, you know, then you have to understand that you're, you're never going to get all the way. So you got you to be willing uh, to do what's right, to live what's right, to walk this thing right. And, of course, in context, we're talking about uh, doing things in an excellent way, an excellent spirit, hallelujah, ten times better spirit. And in other words, that's our, that's our text for today or our topic for today. Uh, Colossians chapter 2, back to Colossians here. I think I quoted something out of there earlier, but uh, chapter 2, verse 6, please. And uh, let's look at this. Make sure I'm kind of getting everything done here. I think that's right. Chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, just says this, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. There's that same word again, walking in Him. Okay, what's that word again? To walk about, to live life, to be occupied with, to follow even as a companion. So in other words, to walk. We've got a way to do this. So walk, and it says, of course, in context, in Him. So in other words, I'm going to follow Him. He's my example. I'm going to let my walk follow Him, all right? My walk, it's in Him. And then it explains it, rooted and built up in Him. In other words, planted anchored, right, and also built up, which means literally that word, we get our word edifice, okay, and so it's talking about something being built, layer upon layer, you know, things being built up, praise God, rooted and built up in Him and established, fixed, sure, come on, in the faith as you've been taught, saying some of the same things that we've been talking about earlier, amen, hallelujah, we're, we're going to live this, you're going to have to be able to do the things necessary to keep yourself rooted, built up, established praise God hallelujah and you can't you can't walk out of here saying that you that you haven't been taught these things 
You've been taught, at least from this pulpit, you've been taught some of these things. But then it says this, and this is what we'll probably close with this, abounding in it or excelling, exceeding, excellent, right? Exceeding, abounding in it, in all of this that we're doing, all this rooted, built up, established, all this stuff that we've been learning, this walk that we're doing, we're abounding in it, excelling in it, and it says with thanksgiving. thought that was pretty cool. So an excellent spirit for God should also be not only a faithful spirit for God, but also be a thankful spirit. Amen. I'm thinking about this, you know, uh, again, back to, you know, the patriarchal faith that we're talking about uh, in, in, uh, in this service. Uh, Daniel. Uh, Daniel lived a thankful life unto God. He, every day, uh, went before God had a prayer life, had an intimate life with God, um, you know, was willing to get uh, not only intimate with God, but, but attentive, okay? And, you know, the, the man lived a life for God, looking to God, leaning on God, trusting in God, amen. He was thankful, amen, for all that God had done. Uh, he wasn't afraid to talk about God, wasn't afraid to share his faith. Wasn't afraid to do and to live this in front of anybody. That was, you know, some of the things that they tried to get him, you know, tried to hook him here and, and you know, uh, deceive him here and deceive him there and all the things they tried to do to him. And it's all because uh, the only thing they could get on him was the fact that he would constantly live this. They knew every, every day what he was going to do because he had a life that was all out for God. And everybody knew how he lived. And this man was grateful to God loved God, served God, was intimate with God, uh, was attentive to God. I mean, this man lived an excellent life, praise God. And that's why even when they tried to toss him in a lion's den, God covered him, protected him, praise God. Even when all these um, other uh, governmental officials tried to, uh, to snare him here and snare him there, God always covered him, and in the end, he was always promoted. In the end, he was always the one that rose to the top. You know, it's like a, a cork. You try to take a cork in water and push that cork down, and as soon as you let go of it, that cork's going to pop right back to the top. It'll jump right back to the top. And to me, uh, somebody with an excellent spirit, that no matter how much time uh, people try to push him down or, or whatever, the circumstances, the situations, the enemy, however you want to do it, try to shove them down, they'll always surface. They'll always come back to the top because they have an excellent spirit, praise God. A ten times better spirit, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I hope you uh, glean something here today. I hope you, uh, you know, God spoke to your spirit. Uh, our heart around here is to, is to raise up people who walk with an excellent spirit. Amen. So with that said, let me pray for you. Father, we give praise and glory once again for the principles that we learned here today. Thank you for the life of Daniel, uh, Lord God, and the, the great things that that man of God did and uh, his example to us. Thank you, Lord God, for all those uh, that heard this today and that their heart is to be an example to those around. That they're called, or pardon me, that they want to be the light, the salt, the difference maker uh, in, in, in all the areas that they're involved in, their family, their workplace, their church, uh, out and about, whatever it is, Lord God. I just give thanks that this principle, praise God, of an excellent spirit is operating in them 
hallelujah, at full capacity. And for that, I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.